close. It's a good delivery. And Kizzy And it's in. Joe Kizzy. And Jacob Greaves has touched it in. Welcome to the Anytime Notebook, a rare foray into uh, the midweek coupon. Uh, we're here every single week and a little bit more, it turns out. Mark your card for the weekend across the EFL, some set-piece threats in there, some rampaging win-backs, maybe some forward-thinking holding midfielders. Regular listeners, welcome back. New listeners, great to have you on board. Joining me, as always, John Bywater. John, as we said, it's just a it's just a coupon that we couldn't stop trying to pick opportunities out of. Look, looks a good one, right? <laughs> Yeah, evening, mate. Um, yeah, it seems to be these midweek ones. I don't know why they always seem to fall nicely. Um, we both had a little. Well, I had a look Sunday, and I just thought this looks. Did a few notes and ended up with about ten pages. So, uh, as we said, we'll do a quick one, and it'll probably be a long one. But there we go. Those, those lucky listeners licking their lips now. <laughs> the prospect of ten pages of John Boywater notes about to be delivered over the course all available of on Notepad. Don't worry, all <laughs> they are. Whatever font that is, I don't know when I look at it. Um, should, we do a, should we do a bit of reflecting on uh, on last weekend? We'll start off on Friday night where the, the, the Tom Nixon bet was pretty much down before the train mm-hmm. left the station. So Aloha was injured pre-game. So Nixon's then had to settle in a back three. Had obviously limited opportunities to get forward. I think we keep him in the notebook. Um, I'm going to put him up um, this week as well. Doncaster home to Salford um, and they got Curtis Tilt, who picked a red card missing as well. So a Salford side that I don't think are playing particularly well, judging by some comments from on some of their forums, tough runner games, throwing some abject performances. The, the, the pod is less than two minutes old and I've already shown my cards already that Tom Nixon oh. stays in the notebook for Doncaster in the hope that, hey, they find someone else to fill in at, at centre-back and 14-1. to one. Isn't too far off where we were last Friday. So same again. That wasn't the only thing that happened at the weekend. Uh, Will White went close, John. Well, you say you say he went close. Um, he had his usual shot in injury time, which is uh, my new thing. This is his uh, fifth one of the season. So he keeps on plodding away, old Will. Um, yeah. But no, well done to you with old Bob Hoskins. Um, you even managed to get the Forest Green game called off to uh, land a winner. That was imagine, quite impressive. Imagine the fall from grace that this podcast has had <laughs> celebrating a 5-2 to two winner coupled with a non-runner. They all count. They all count. <laughs> they do all count. <laughs> we still, we, we're still just about in profit for the season. I'll, I'll share the um, I'll share the results on Twitter. Although the, the James Tilly 2 Plus is doing a fair bit of lifting <laughs> from uh, yeah. I don't know, don't know whether the profits the profits due to run out about kind of early December but we're <laughs> yeah share, share it quickly because uh, <laughs> this midweek it could go quite a lot we're, of it we're running out of time to get that Patreon set up but once that once that um, once that profit all goes um, there was a few um, uh, Scott Malone if you know Scott Malone who's prolific oh, yes. since we stopped mentioning yes. him two in four now I don't know whether you saw the goal for, for Gillingham very nonchalant, yeah. but um, do you say you did see it? Yeah, class act. Um, class like you said at the time, he's he's better than a League Two player, really. Um, he's possibly still even Championship bottom end, but definitely at least League One level. And he seems to have a little bit more 
I don't know whether it's just the confidence to go a little bit more forward in this league. And yeah, lovely finish, wasn't it? Lovely finish. Tapped it in between his feet. Little drop of the shoulder. Bang. Bottom corner. Not enough for, for Gillingham to come out on top, though, unfortunately, for them. A couple of others. Uh, Tyree Shade was shot happy from left wing back, but he goes off at um, attacking midfielder prices anyway. And it, the only new other note I had was Rio Adebisi continues his good work for crew. Yes. Just um, just reflected on, you know, the uptick in production from him, who was, you know, in and out of the notebook last season, but always... So someone else we mentioned about, <laughs> about two years ago when he never used to score. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The signs were there, but one of the stories of the season, I think, in... in in crew's good form and across the whole of League Two is is Adebisi's production from from wing back. So well done to him, John. Anything else? Uh, we were glued to our Twitter feeds on what Sunday night with um, Andy Holt having a big old rant around about Accrington. Oh, yeah. Things looked like they might be just about to fall apart there. Yeah, it did. I think it may have calmed down a little bit. He did a um, good interview with Radio Lancashire where he was a lot more reasoned than he was on Twitter. Uh, I think he just had enough, really. Um, Not really sure why someone's surprised that they're losing money when they own a League One, League Two club, but... (laughs) Uh, I didn't think I didn't think it was a money maker. I don't think anyone does. Um, but yeah, I, he seems to. A few years back on social media, he, he spoke a lot of sense. But he seems to sort of lose the plot on there now, every now and then. Um, and that was an absolute. <laughs> that was a full on lose the plot over over the night and the morning, wasn't it? Um, mm. I can sort of understand where he's coming from to a degree, but. I don't think it will bother Coleman, really, uh, experienced old hand. And like Andy Holt, Andy Holt said in the uh, Radio Lancashire thing, he has very little to do with the football side over the last couple of years anyway. There's a CEO there as well. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry too much, actually, the more I think about it. Some good analysis from Fox Punter, as there always is on Twitter, around uh, the personalities at the heart of that, what should we call it, Atkinson drama. Um, I advise anyone to check that out if you can. Um, backers of uh, Joe Rankin Costello at what price did he go off at? 100 to 1 for top goal scorer? They're often running. They're often running. Yeah, probably a bigger mm. price now than when he started. Uh, he scored at the weekend for Blackburn. Anything from the. Um, any thoughts there, John? Yeah, I mean, he could have had a hat trick, to be fair, because there was an, there was another good chance that he knocked wide, but there's another one that doesn't show up on the XG where um, Perry NG came from nowhere and stopped him having an open goal, really. So on another day, he scores at least two there. Um, it sort of, it does irk, really. One another case of the price has long gone, really. I mean, looking ahead to the game tomorrow night at Millwall, there is uh, one firm that are 13 to 1, but um, you know, good luck getting that, really. <laughs> it's unlikely, unlikely anyone can get that um, if you've got a pulse. So, you know, if, if you can, then take it. But, I mean, away to Millwall wouldn't be traditionally a good a good spot, but Millwall might be a little bit different post-Rowett. So, yeah, that, that price is probably still okay, but... We remember the the memories, Joe. We remember the memories. That's <laughs> it for a lot of our listeners. You know, back in twenty yes. to one, no hopers is a good way to keep accounts clean. In, in my experience, That's right? So, yeah, so that, don't worry. Um, um, yeah, so that was it in the championship. I mean, um, 
I thought I was, yeah, there wasn't really anything else that popped up for me in the championship. But unlike last week, I've got plenty of notes in League One. <laughs> we shall make a stop at the um, we shall make a stop at the station for the Jew Index, of which there were uh, three people I've got in the Jew Index. Ooh. One is uh, our old friend Farino Joseph at Wickham. Um, had a nice little first. He remains after you know a good. Um, a good weekend against Peterborough, where I think Wickham were you know, massively on top. I think they were a great price tomorrow, by the way, against um, at home against Bolton, who we, who are no one at the weekend. But you 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 you're taking um, Bolton's good run of form against some weaker sides at home versus. Wickham's good run of form against some good sides on the road. First home game, this is for Wickham in the, in the whole of October. So um, anyway, I digress. I digress. Well, one for the 1x2 punters there, but Wickham look a good price tomorrow. Free, unfortunately, like Bolton don't look like they're giving much away, so he doesn't make the list, but, and he's a pretty short price anyway, 11 to 1, but had a nice little first half uh, wander into the box to notch up another chance against Peterborough. That takes him to six shots almost one and a half XG in the last four games. He's certainly won. I'll save Sam Lavelle for a little bit later on, but um, hey, if you're looking at Sam Lavelle shots for Carlisle, both the shots you're going to see in your newspaper came from the same near post header that he almost poked in once he'd had the initial header. Regardless of that, still eight shots, nearly two goals XG in the last two months. Spent two, and it also, I said I'd talk about him later, but he spent two games on loan at Burton last season as well, who Carlisle come up against this weekend. I thought 25 to 1 is, is some price. I think I'll talk about that later on. And the last thing, um, I thought Southampton are leaving plenty on the plate when it comes to set-piece goals. I've got on top of my set-piece ratings in the Championship by some way, but they've only returned three goals. I think Jan Bednarek chances are plentiful in the in particularly in the last couple of games they, they owe much to a couple of back post headers and some six yard flicks but he's had five shots four on target almost two goals xg in the last two games puts him firmly on the due index i don't know whether preston on wednesday is the right opportunity but maybe one for the weekend where what is he ex villa only jan bednarek comes up against blues which is always a nice little Ooh. rivalry angle to take on uh, we shall see what the price looks like at the weekend i think i might have showed my hand already with a lot but should we head into league one john where i think you're gonna i think you're gonna kick us off do you want to kick us off with a, a name that appeared on both our lists when we were compiling them yesterday Oh, good idea. Yeah. Um, let's hope the compilers aren't listening because they'll probably uh, probably knock out the weekend prices for us, actually, <laughs> if, you, if you don't mind. Uh, yeah, the, the um, this will really get the regulars uh, excited, uh, a returning name again. I thought that the... One of the names that stood out in League One was um, good old Dan Happe. If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. Um, they... <laughs> He's sort of, um, as we said probably last season and early this season, his, his scoring record isn't that good. But and we say that quite a lot, don't we? Um, but he's just he's in and out the side the start of this season. Plenty of competition at Orient this year in the defence. But he has played the last two four games. Um, point one, point uh, point one one next three. Sorry, at Carlisle, and then nearly a quarter of XG versus Barnsley at the weekend. He also had a very productive game against the Fulham Reserves in the Papa John's last month. He's actually averaging just over 0.11 XG per 90 played this season, which is very respectable for any defender. Um, 
Yeah, so late Orient, um, who do they play? I've lost the plot here. I've got too many notes. They are at um, Northampton. Oh, of course, yeah. And that's that's where we're going with that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, we both spotted this. Um, Northampton, I think, are very interesting to try and oppose as uh, John Guffrey was injured before the weekend. And that did play out in the Bolton game. Geffen Jones had three efforts. Ricardo Santos really should have scored as well. Um, John Brady, the Northampton boss, said before the weekend, uh, John will be out for a little while, but it's another injury we can't rush. We can't, we can't bring him back until he's up to full strength. So uh, that doesn't read to me like he's going to be back for this game anyway. So I think uh, in, in this spot, and much to your chagrin, Gav, late Orient have been pretty good recently. Um, yeah. I, know you're, I know you're a big fan of Wellings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, um, they absolutely battered Barnsley at the weekend, really. Uh, some of that on the metrics was the penalty, to be fair, but even without that, they were well on top. And I thought they were their one nil away win at Carlisle was possibly the the best away performance at Carlisle this year, actually. So, yeah, very good, very good of late Orient. So this looks a pretty good opportunity for our old friend. We both like him. So are we going to say two points on Dan Happy? Let's do two points, Dan Happy. Yeah. Twenty-two to one. Yeah. Nice one. There we go. Absolutely. Uh, a good spot there. I, I didn't have much else in, in League One, John. I thought Wigan were desperate. I don't know whether maybe I'll have a look while you're talking for Char- Charlie Hughes price or something like that. But I, I know one of the things we noted on Friday was the Oxford illness in the camp. They didn't create anything after an hour against Blackpool and that Blackpool equaliser was well-deserved towards the end. So the last thing Oxford might have wanted is a quick trip on the road couple of days later so I thought Wigan were interesting at home to Oxford couldn't quite find a, um, a good enough reason to get against Oxford from a set piece point of view but it could be some could be some value there if you if you're heading towards team news uh, tomorrow mm. night um, Johnny I've, I've mentioned <laughs> Sam Lavelle's on my pick for for um for Carlisle against Burton, hey, there's another player that should be on everyone's list for the opposition. Sure is. If only I could say his name. Um, <laughs> why don't you say his name? Because I'm putting him up. So Ossie Larger. That's all. Thank you. Yeah, let me continue the notes. Continues his progression for Burton from originally a centre-back to a defensive midfielder to now he's some sort of hybrid attacking midfielder or at least a centre midfielder who gets forward. Um, sort of strange positionally, they're playing four behind the one. Um, and at certain points, he's quite far forward, actually. Another two efforts against Bristol Rovers, uh, one from the traditional long throw. Uh, the long trip to a Carlisle side who had that heartbreaker against Pompey on Saturday. Doesn't look a bad spot. Um, they did concede the set play there without Huntington, but I'm not sure anyone could have stopped that Shaughnessy header, to be honest. Um, mm. That was very strong. Good old Shaughnessy. That's another name we used to put up when he was at <laughs> 25 to 1 every week. They don't know both of them. Him and Paul go off barely oh, yeah. double figures now, do they? That's, that, Regan that's Paul was about 33s the year ago. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, yeah. It's great. Never used to score, but anyway, <laughs> I'll, stop, I'll stop moaning. Um, this looks it's a very low goal game, so I'd actually approach this slightly differently. Uh, most Carlisle home games this season have been very scrappy and tight. Don't see why this wouldn't be as well. Uh, yes, as I say, very low goal game. So the way I'd play this is I'd play 
half a point first goal scorer, 22 to 1, and half a point last goal scorer, 22 to 1. So a little bit more, uh, a little bit of a split stake there on um, the man who used to be a centre back, but is no longer. I think you're right about the position. I mean, I just thinking back to the, the highlights that I saw, but he he was loitering for yeah, whenever yeah, they whenever they get down the wings. You know, I think the who was it who got the Lubala, wasn't it? Who got the two goals? Yes, I think he. Sure. Um, you can you can see Osilaja just like loitering penalty yeah, spot tr- and beyond. They're trying know? to get him his aerial use during open play yeah. which is which is quite clever I mean they they're quite well stacked defensively so that they don't I don't know it's, it's unusual but it's effective I mean um, Burton are uh, on a great run really so yeah, yeah I'm not sure I wouldn't really look at this game normally that's why I say personally I'd play it with the first and last because it, it does look a low goals game but hopefully he will not you got one further selection interesting in, oh, in League One or well you were, you were going to no actually yeah you have you have put this up just yeah, looking through your notes yeah I've gone for it um, you mentioned before the weekend Gav that you thought the Cheltenham-Cambridge game would be settled by a set play mm-hmm. uh, well it wasn't but you were pretty close um, Louis Freestone and Tom Bradbury both had decent efforts at Cheltenham but good old Mark slash Michael Morrison, however you want to, <laughs> that's one for long-term listeners there. <laughs> He's actually, my, I do know it's Michael Morrison um, before anyone messages. Um, he followed up his Ronaldo-esque goal recently with uh, free efforts from corners at the weekend. Maybe that uh, maybe that run where no one touched him has given him a bit of confidence. Who knows? A <laughs> uh, little bit of former club system in play tomorrow at home to Port Pompey. Not that he played there for as long as I thought he did, but anyway. Uh, despite them being league leaders, that's Portsmouth in attacking set plays, they've actually been lucky not to concede a lot more than one going on the defensive metrics, um, which looking at their side, I'm slightly surprised at, but... If you're going to look at these stats, you've got to use them. You know, I did. I saw Morrison and I thought, oh, Pompey, I don't like the look of this. But when I've looked into it, I've thought, I thought there's, en- there's enough in those stats. I think they're about third in expected goals against from set plays, Pompey. So there we go. Uh, a little bit like the game I just mentioned earlier. Uh, Cambridge games at home are rarely goal fest. So we're going to do another split stake approach here on the former US rapper. Um, <laughs> half, <laughs> I did say that last time, and we uh, we suddenly thought he had some kind of legal difficulties. But uh, I, did, I think I think we did check. We, we did check, and it, it wasn't anything too serious. I hope I'm right in saying that. I think that, it's so. good for the SEO, whatever. So <laughs> we get a few more. Yeah, it's good for the uh, good for the Mark Morrison fans out there. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to go half a point again. First goal score fifty to one, and half a point last goal score fifty to one on Michael slash Mark Morrison. There's a little bit bigger than that out there, but we're not. You know, let's not take the Mickey. So fifties is uh, is fine for that one. <laughs> Love it. I, I, thinking back to the highlights again, I, he did. I think he missed a sitter, didn't he? As well. Yeah. the weekend it was like a backwards header or something it looked easier to it was too easy for him he, he wants to walk the ball in the net <laughs> that's right <laughs> John anything else in League One for you oh too much um, <laughs> but let's let's quickly run through some of these players that I've noted um, I thought for Charlton Tyrese Campbell was interesting um Lovely strike at the weekend. Well, he was, he's yet yeah. to play. Yeah, he's yet to play a full match all season, so it's hard to 
uh, select him as, as of yet. Uh, but I did see that Michael Appleton said after the goal, he started to learn to drive inside, which makes him a bit less predictable. I think it, I think it gives him more confidence to go either side now. Uh, he did go on to say that he's done a lot of one-on-one work with him since he's come on and he, he's been the player he's sort of been most impressed with in terms of progression. Uh, the problem with that is I don't think he's going to get enough minutes. If you look at the weekend, Charlton had um, Scott Fraser and uh, Panucci Kamara on the bench. Um, yeah. I mean, that is there a better League One bench than that? No. Um, I mean, Kamara's only just come back from injury, to be fair. But so for Tyrese Campbell to probably get a start seems unlikely. But the way he's progressing, he might do, and his price is still holding up. Um who else we got? We've got here, we've got... Uh, I thought Will Ameson was uh, quite interesting for Exeter again. Uh, they appear like they're in free fall, but if you actually look back at that game against Wigan at the weekend, they were very unlucky. Um, it was arguably, arguably their best performance of the season, despite the result. Um, they were most productive they've been for a long time. They've got a few of their important midfielders back. And he has already got two this season. Um, and he could have he could have had a couple at the weekend or another day, could have had at least one. Um, they travelled to Derby, uh, where Paul Warren appears in trouble yet again. <laughs> we said that before, um, after the um, calamitous result against Shrewsbury. Uh, noticed that Hurahan uh, was getting stick at the end of the game from the fans. And uh, apparently Warren turned away and walked away, so... Anyway, being there before, and he normally finds a way to get out of this situation. But to be honest, I was expecting, when we look at the match odds, I was expecting a bit bigger than 20s frames. And so I'll pass him over. Uh, Pre season mentioned Kofi Barmer for Port Vale, who you brought up again fairly recently. He started the last two games for Vale, and he looked very threatened against Stevenage. I thought it was worth pointing out for Stevenage that. Uh, Dan Sweeney is now going to have an operation and he has missed the last eight weeks and they've given up a little bit more without him. Um, I wouldn't be rushing to get against Stevenage, but Pierre Gianni without Sweeney is not quite as secure as it was with, um, I would say, from looking at the highlights of late. And finally, in League One, uh, going back to Shrewsbury, uh, finally put in a very good performance despite... Derby being dismal. Mm. Uh, I thought as looking at the highlights, that was the first time I've noticed a big style of play difference from last year. They were really knocking it around nicely. Uh, but from our point of view, I just wondered who'd take the next penalty. Uh, Bayliss missed here. Oh yes, yeah. Terrible, yeah, terrible penalty. Bowman missed one earlier in the season. Um, I just presume it'd be one of the attacking players like Odo or someone like that. But I, I'm just guessing. So it's just something to keep an eye on with that one. What a, what a rundown of, of, of League One there. Thank you, John. Um, Have we named every player in the league yet? Or I we, think pretty we're much. Quite yeah. pretty <laughs> we're getting much. there. Yeah, absolutely. Let's, um, let's follow suit and do exactly the same in League Two. <laughs> we, we had a. <laughs> we spent the last 24 hours trying to figure out if Jay Williams is suspended for Crawley or not, um, which we, I think he pretty much, I think he must be because he's got five yellow cards. But seems we, to hope, some, we hope he is. We hope he is because A, he's not yeah. priced up and he was the first name circled on the list as Crawley go to um, Walsall, which looks a good spot for any um, set-piece threat. They 
continue to give up plenty with Evans and a Ryan Delaney header against Newport last Friday. Really interesting. I should just mention that the Stuart Reed chat, chat that we had last week as well. I, I when I was looking back at some corners this weekend, it was it was lots of takeaways from the from Stuart's chat because Aaron Wildey. Just remember when he talked about just dinking it in the area and not being too, not trying to be too precise. That certainly was Newport's plan of attack. He just dinked it in the area to cause trouble and probably a reaction to the fact that they know that hey, Walsall are, are there to be got at. Evans ahead of is a, a good example of just that, really, where he's just strength to outbattle the Walsall defence. And Walsall. On my data, conceding a shot from a corner well over a third of the time. Only Harrogate have got a worse stat than that. Um, I don't think Newport are your go-to set-piece side this season, yet they still created a couple of opportunities. Um, it would have been nice to, to to put up Williams here, who we've, we've mentioned over the last few weeks. But yeah, fifth yellow card at the weekend. Check your team news. I think Harry Ransom is injured. He did play 90 minutes in the EFL Cup a week or two ago. Probably might be for exactly the same reasons, John. Will White should probably be on the list at 11s for the same reasons that you mentioned last week. But um, I didn't land on a bet for for uh, to get against Warsaw. Mm. You've got a real name from... In fact, we, we both of us have got names from... You know, this, this could easily have been a podcast from 2020. The names that we're about to put up. Right. My, my, mine could be from about 2010 or about 2020. Um, I've certainly gone for the veteran special, um, but well, but well, for a couple of them. Yeah, I've got um, a name here that I dug out from kind of nowhere. Well, not nowhere, but not a name. You know, you do go in with sort of preconceived ideas sometimes, but I just. Sunday, I really got the bit between my teeth. So I had a look at some teams that we don't normally look at, or or maybe you don't get time to. You can't look at everyone all the time. Um, so I had a look at Barrow. Um, now, one name stuck out like a sore thumb straight away, and that was the very much veteran James Chester. Uh, his first mention for many a year. Um, may well be mentioned way back when. Uh, well, most people know, play, played over 350 games in the Championship or Premier League. Uh, his scoring record is probably better than I've remembered. Uh, did have a good spell at Villa with 11 in 120, which isn't bad. Uh, way back And way back when, he even got four in 24 for Carlisle in 2010-2011. <laughs> uh, if you like your 12-year-old form... Um, that sounds a bit wrong, but you know, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, let, let's maybe retract that comment. Uh, if you if you like your form from the black and white days, that's the there you go. Um, back to reality, and it is 2023, as we uh, constantly have to remind ourselves. He started the last five games for Barrow. Uh, he's a bit of an anomaly here. He's not exactly. 0.16 XG in three of those games. Um, so he likes his uh, consistently fairly good chance. Uh, he really should have done better against Wimbledon at the weekend. He did well to make some space against a side that don't give up a lot. And he just directed the header over the bar. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say slightly unlucky, but what, you know, however, however you want to view it. Um, Forest Green didn't play at the weekend after Gav managed to get their game called off. Um, to get his winner but even though they're going to be fresh I mean it's hardly the worst side to face so and Barrow actually 
even though they've been in uh, looking at the data again uh, earlier, that they should be more goals in their games than there has been. Uh, there've been a lot of tight games, but on the sort of all the data, they should be having more goals. So. I think I was quite happy with the price, so we'll have uh, one point on James Chester at 20 to 1. That would be my strongest view of the midweek. Awesome. Um, most James Chester comments over the last few years have been related to reasons to get against Stoke. Um, yes. Good uh, uh, to see him turn up in... in we're, at, we're at a much lower level now. Come on. Absolutely. We uh, like these class droppers. <laughs> uh, we, we, we class the next session, uh, selection as a class dropper back in the day. Um, a quick data sort, and the big thing that jumped out was Sutton headers at goal. Um, they defeat to Morecambe at the weekend. Um, mm. Was disappointing, obviously, but Smith... Goodliff, I think Goodliff scored with a kind of a hooked one round over his shoulder, didn't he? But outside of that, him and Kizzy all helped themselves to plenty of soft shots at goals from restarts. Colchester did exactly the same in defeat against Morecambe a couple of weeks ago as well. Morecambe faced Tranmere this weekend. Look, Tranmere, a basket oh. case. Um, whilst, you know, people looking at Jordan Turnbull chances recently might be worried about the lack of quality. I just don't think you told me any time in the last few years that Jordan Turnbull would go off 28 to one against any Morecambe defense in the last three years. I'd say that feels like an auto bet to me. Um, couple of chances, like I said, over the last few weeks, certainly still an aerial threat at that um, at that back post for, for Tranmere. Yeah, I, was, I thought that was a bigger price than I've ever seen about the, what is it? I think he's only 28 years old. I think that, I'm sure I saw that, but younger than you think, Jordan Turnbull, been around for ages. I'm sure, I haven't gone through the stats, but I'm sure he's caused Morecambe no end of trouble in the last few years. So he gets to do exactly the same again this Tuesday night. Uh, Jordan Turnbull, a point at 28 to 1 for Tranmere. Looks like a good way to get involved against Morecambe, who are you know, winning games, playing well, but continue to, um, to to rack up some good productivity against them when it comes to set pieces. So I've got... Um, John, I think that's just about it. Have we gone through all the notes there? I think we have. Most of them, yeah. It was Most of them. Yeah. Uh, so for me, I have got uh, Jordan Turnbull. Trambeck Rovers, uh, 28 to 1. Sam Lavelle Carlisle, 25 to 1. And we'll give Tom Nixon another chance at 14 to 1 for Doncaster. John, remind us of your selections. Yeah, we've got the uh, the first couple here are first and last goal score only at half a point each um, on each uh, first and last split. So the first one is 22 to 1. It's Adeji. Ozejala, my good friend for Burton against Carlisle. And, and then 50 to 1, uh, Michael Morrison or Mark Morrison for Cambridge against Portsmouth. And we've both um, landed on Dan Happe at 22 to 1 for Orient at Northampton. So that'll be two points because uh, normally I normally we sort of look at each other's notes before we um, all have a quick glance. But I actually kind of forgot to when you sent yours last night and I typed all this up and then I thought I only saw that you'd selected Happe just before we started recording. It's understandable. So, it's understandable yeah. to skip past my notes, John. Anyway. No, no, no. I normally read them uh, read them in bed actually. But uh, <laughs> okay, um so anyway it's two point that's that bloke who wanted us to repeat the 
um, selections at the end without any comment is going to be really annoyed again. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, um, I can't pronounce my players, and uh, it's two points. Dan Happy at twenty-two to one, and finally the the very much a veteran James Chester, who is no longer playing for Stoke. He's playing for Barrow against Forest Green. Uh, one point on him at twenty to one. Fantastic. What's that? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven different selections, John. 14 to 1, Tom Nixon, the shortest price of the lot. The rest all well above 20 to 1. Oh. Sounds like a, they're the kind of thing to get the juices flowing on a on a midweek night, busy day at work, get home, switch the TV on, head off out, head out to a game. Um, yeah, what a great way to spend the Tuesday night cheering on those set-piece specialists or rampaging wing-backs. We've got a few of those in as well. Some veterans in there, some new names. Yeah. Should be something for everyone there, right? Should be something. Even wow. even, even yeah. two names in the same game. That's just... Uh, <laughs> just uh, oh, yeah, just, I forgot. Yeah. Just, we don't normally do that, do we? No, we don't normally do that. Yeah. Like, you know, certainly yeah. no people appreciate it when we do just make decision-making. Yeah, even so, yeah. yeah just uh, the, we might land a few winners. That will really annoy people if they pick the wrong one there. But, uh, we can't trying. help it. We, we try our best not to do that. But. Absolutely. Uh, John, there's been three podcasts in the space of... <laughs> four or five days um, content providers indeed if you are still with us now uh, thank you very much uh, <laughs> remember to check out if you haven't done already can't advise you you had some good feedback oh, Stuart definitely. went down really well um, and I think hey, a great thing to listen to throughout the rest of the season I'm, um, I, I, as I said John I enjoyed reflecting on you know going through my study and watching a few corners and set pieces come in and actually just added a bit of a different lens some of the stuff that Stuart spoke about last week and I, I thought that was you can certainly oh, definitely start to see some of that in action so he really enjoyed it as well he messaged me again over the weekend and said he you know, he really enjoyed doing it. So that was good. Awesome work. Uh, John, we shall be back uh, before the weekend. Uh, great thing about football is they put plenty of it on for us all to get involved in. Um, yes, yeah, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday now, isn't it? For like, a little while. It's getting darker. Autumn's nearly here. Well, no, autumn is here. I don't know why I said that for. <laughs> uh, what was it? Halloween's nearly, nearly here. here. That's right, yeah. That's it, Halloween. Yeah. Halloween's nearly here. Get through that. We're basically, we're basically in the festive period, um, which yeah. is good to see, which we all, you know, but... It's nice to back winners at any point of the year, John, but those cold midweeks. <laughs> do we now specialise in Christmas only, do we? Christmas only. We come into form. Anyone who's followed the podcast knows we come into our own about this time of year. Well, normally, it's, yeah, because we normally stop doing it by this time of year and run out of steam come November, but um, we're still here. Um, Let's bring this podcast to a close, John. We said we'd make it short, 35 minutes. Um, whatever you are backing this week, hey, get stuck in. Uh, it's a great time to be alive, great time to um, have a bet and have some opinions and back them up. With cold great time cash. to be alive. <laughs> yeah, if, the, if this doesn't cheer you up, nothing will. So. Exactly. That's, that's our new tagline. Um, whatever you'd back, though, be lucky. Uh, may the, the punting gods be forever in your favour and um, hey, we'll see you all again at the end of the week good luck to everybody